some things that are on my heart to share this day is, uh, you know, something came to me a, a few years ago. I wrote it in my journal somewhere back in there, and it just kind of kind of hit me, and I've never shared it before, but it's some things about don't take your gifts to the grave. So that's uh, kind of where I'm at because, you know, there's a lot of gifting in our lives, a lot of things in there. We'll talk about those. I'll share some scriptures. A uh, little testimony. Uh, you know, when uh, many of you have heard my testimony, but uh, basically uh, going on into my mid-30s, didn't know a thing about anything, but there was something in my heart was drawing me to the, to the, to the Lord, but I didn't know who He was, didn't know how to get there. Uh, and in the process, we had started going to uh, a big church in town, a uh, denominational church, uh, and anyway, uh, we were going to that, and I've shared those kind of stories, but anyway, uh, nothing was happening. You know, I would just, uh, the preacher would get up and preach, wouldn't preach much Bible, but he'd preach real good, enthusiastic and everything, so people liked him, but you know, you walked out of there, you didn't really have any clue that uh, there was a place for you to really, what we now call born again. So, anyway, then uh, time passed, we uh, we read a book, got born again, both Sandy and I at the same time. I'd been searching, Sandy had been kind of uh, uh, held up a little bit by some indoctrination of a, a, a family member through the years, just some wrong thinking, some wrong teaching. So we were both really out of place. Well, anyway, we, uh, we got born again, got on fire, uh, began to share the gospel wherever we could. And, but, you know, I had this something in me that I just, there had to be more. I mean, I, I had the Lord and I had peace, but there was something in me because I, I had such a desire to share, the, share with uh, people that, uh, the freedom that I have from it. So I remember sitting in that church because we kept going there for a little while. And I kept looking around that church and thinking about the things that were driving me that were in my heart. And, and uh all I saw in that was two positions. Uh, the pastor that could preach real good and his wife that could sing real good. And I thought, well, if I want to get involved with God's work, uh, I don't want to be that guy. And I can't sing like her. Where, where do I fit? Now, I share that because, you know, uh, there were things going on in me. And, and even one time I remember talking to a, um, another minister and and, and I was trying to reveal that, man, there was things driving me in my heart. He said, well, we need a lot of lay preachers. And I thought, lay preacher, I'm just, I want to stand up. I don't want to lay down. Well, that's kind of a joke. But I still don't know what a lay preacher really is supposed to be, uh, you know, because uh, there's just a lot of things in, in our gifting that's inside you. And uh, th those are just things that, uh, that sometimes you want to get out. Well, anyway... Uh, you know, I was thinking about a situation, too, because when you start uh, talking about the gospel, you know, I, I, somehow I got to thinking about these two drunks uh, this morning. I don't know why, you know, things think about things, but I remember this one guy, he was, uh, he went to a party that night and, and uh, got pretty soused, and, and on the way home, he couldn't figure out where he was. It was a really dark night, so he's walking where he thought was home, but he went the wrong way, and and you know, there was going to be a funeral the next day, so this freshly dug uh, grave there, and he fell into that. Well, no matter what he could do, he couldn't get out of that thing. 
he tried. He tried to claw the walls, but it's six foot deep, and he wasn't tall enough to get out of there. So anyway, he's in there. It's black. He can't see a thing. Well, this other guy may have been in the same bar. I don't know. But anyway, he comes along. Same thing. Can't figure out where he's at. Can't know where he was. He fell in that same hole. Well, he's, he's in that hole wondering what happened, and this voice from the other guy said, no matter what you do, you can't get out of here. And that guy came out in a second. So anyway, you know, there's things driving you. And I guess the point is, if you, if you think that's funny, I did. But it's sometimes we want to get out of where we're at and we don't know how to do it. But if you want to bad enough, you'll figure out a way. That's probably the point of it. Uh, there has to be a point of it because uh, it was a fairly grave story. Anyway, you know, some scriptures I want to share with you that you know, some of you do. But uh, John 1.12 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. Uh, or the word power, or made a, equip them, or whatever, to become the sons of God. So you know there's an empowerment. When we get born again, we ask that Jesus to come into our life. There's an empowerment available. It talks about that in John 3.3, 3, John 3.5, uh, born of the Spirit. So, uh, you know, we've talked about that enough. I've taught about it a lot, but the breath of God actually comes along. And then in, in John 14, uh, in John 14, Jesus talking here, I'll read this scripture here. Uh, and he's saying, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that you may abide with me forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And he's talking to the disciples, and so uh, it wasn't in them yet, but it was when they got born in John twenty twenty seven. So the point is, when you get born again, there's an empowerment comes into your life. So... Uh, the, the, the point is, there's an empower that goes beyond your ability. There's an empowerment there. Now, if you're not born again, uh, maybe you maybe you uh, never heard the gospel. Maybe you've been going to one of these churches that doesn't talk about it. They preach real good, and they've got all this motivational stuff going on. Maybe you maybe you've never really actually made Jesus the Lord of your life. Well, time to do it anyway. I talk about it quite a bit. But the point is, once you do that, there's going to be something resident in your heart that that you almost can't put to sleep unless you want to. You can ignore that, but God has something in your life. He's got gifting in for you personally. I'm telling you, uh, you may not be the pastor. You may not be the song leader. Uh, that's what had me kind of confused. Uh, I can't be one of those. What can I be? Well, little did I know God had plenty of places uh, for me to satisfy the thing that was in my heart because he had put that in my heart in the first place. The uh, Bible talks about that long before I was even born. God had a plan for my life. He had a plan for your life. Still does. Uh, it was all resident in how he made you. So I want to share a couple, couple more things in here. You know, uh, I might say this too. You know, years before I found out Jesus died for me and, and knew what to do about it, uh, I, want, I was motivated in a way. So, you know, to try to pick up and try to build myself into something, uh, I remember uh, a man that I worked for at the time, I was in sales and marketing, came home from Vietnam, and I wound up in... Uh, you know, selling life insurance, which was a crazy thing for a ranch kid, cowboy, to be doing, but didn't matter. It was there for me to do, and I could, you know, I had a beautiful wife and two hungry daughters at that time, so what do you do? You go to work and 
feed them, get some, get something going. So anyway, I wound up in this thing, but I had no idea about motivation. I didn't know about goals. I didn't know about any of that stuff. Well, he started feeding me books and tapes and so on on motivation. They call it PMA, positive mental attitude. Well, I went after that tooth and nail. I listened to that stuff night and I mean as much as I could. I'd work all day, come in at night, read, read more about it. But you know, the thing is, I got some motivation, but I didn't get any peace. I didn't get anything because it was all about the empowerment within me. Not, not the Holy Spirit empowerment, but power out of myself. And it, it, it's a lot different because once you get involved with the Lord, you get born again. And that is a different power that, that will operate uh, in you. In you. It's, it's, a, it's, it's something that God had designed to put in you in the first place. But until you really uh, operate with the power of the Holy Spirit working in you, which he does for you, which he plants in you, uh, you don't have that same peace or that same drive. At least I didn't. But anyway, then there's some other scriptures here. Uh, in uh, Ephesians, it talks about spiritual gifts. But he says in, in, uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, I'll just read it out of my notes here. Ephesians chapter 4 says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, When I ascended on high, he led captivities captive and gave gifts to men. So, you know, you're probably wanting, now that's to women too, so, you know, just, just to be honest uh, about it, it's men and women, it's his, his children, you know, he gave, gave, empowered his people. And, and so there's gifting that is in you. How do you find out what that is? Well, you, first of all, recognize there's some things in you. I can speak to you right now, and I can tell you that some of you have probably known the Lord a long time, and there's things in your heart that you've never really released, you've never recognized, they just, you just put them down there, and it might be because you're going to one, maybe you're not going to church, maybe you're going to one of these big churches where the, uh, everything's about the pastor and his wife that can sing, well, they, you know, that's just an illustration, but it's not, I mean, that was our experience, may not be yours, uh, you may be singing the choir, you usher and all that stuff, but you're, you're not satisfied, there's something more, well, you know, how do you, how do you find out about that? Well, first of all, you have to be willing and you have to really set your sights. And, and you know, with, with everything that's happened, I'm just going to speak clearly about this. With all that's happened in the last few months in this nation, all over the world, it's not just this nation. In fact, when I'm speaking right now, this voice is going into more than one nation, uh, probably at least five that we know of. And so it's everywhere. And, and so, you know, Everywhere we have believers, which is like you and me, uh, there's people who have probably thought about what's going on right now. We've probably had time to think about, you know, maybe there's something coming more or less, whatever. Maybe it's coming down the pike. Maybe it's something we need to deal with right now. You know, if there's a place God wants us, that's where we should be looking to go. Why? Because that's where the blessings are. But also, that's uh, as an old saying, you know, uh, you have to stretch out a little bit. And I always like that scripture over in, uh, uh, in uh, see, I've got it here. It's a good scripture. It's in Isaiah 54, verse 2. And he's talking about some things, but he, he just 
write it down. Isaiah 4, 2, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. In other words, you have to get out there and start expanding your vision. Now, if you're where you're supposed to be, fine. Uh, I don't want to say that you're not because I don't know uh, you for sure, some of you. Some of you I do. Some of you I know and I see potential in you and it's like you're like a, uh, you know, if you ever, uh, uh, you know, you probably wouldn't do this, but maybe you'd. Uh, know somebody that shook up a bottle of champagne, and I'm only only teasing a little bit here. But you know, you, you uh, that thing just sitting there on the shelf, no problem. Walk around with it, no problem. But you pull the cork out of that thing, what happens? Uh, it it blows up. Well, for some of you, that's what I see in you. When I see you, I see you have corked up things in you, and it's ready. Once that plug comes out, you're ready to explode. And you know what else? We're sitting in a time when God wants you to explode. God wants you to move out. And you know what? Uh, he'll do it in, he'll give it to you in his strength. You don't have to do everything in your own strength. That's what the, the PMA thing was. And a lot of things people do, you know, they go to all this different counseling, trying to discover themselves and so on. Hey, God's already discovered you. He already has planted something in you that's called life. And, and now he wants to bring you the words of life and so that's why we talk about that, these things. You know, it's just, it's just time to make a move. You know, I thought about this. Uh, you know, an airplane uh, cannot fly until it leaves the hangar. You know, horse isn't worth a whole lot if you just leave them in the barn or in the corral. You got to get them out and do what they're made to do. Uh, you know, bacon's no good if it's still on the hog. The other thing that I've heard too, and it's true, you know, the, the fruit of a tree is out there on the limb somewhere. What's that really trying to say? Well, it means that you might have to risk a little bit. You may not be risking, but you may think you're risking because you're getting, uh, I, I'm pushing you maybe a little bit, and not me, but ask the Spirit of God why he would give this message and why you'd be listening to it. It's because the Lord has something in you that's so mighty and big. Even if you think you're done, even if you're older, younger, whatever all those things people use for excuses, God has something really major for your calling. Now, you may not be to preach the gospel in Africa. It doesn't need to be. It might be just to help the person next door. It may be just to take some food out there to the hungry, but it's big. And you know, one thing I know about the Lord, I don't know everything, but I know one thing. Every time I've taken one step out there out of my comfort zone and I've risked a little bit, God has met me way more than halfway. He's, he's done things to encourage me. I'm telling you, within, within probably less than a month after I found out about, got some faith teachings and found out God likes to do things, like to heal people, uh, I was involved in a, in, a, in, a, in a major healing of a person without even having taught, been taught about it. I just, I saw the words of life. I saw the fact that I could believe God for things. And there was a person that needed some help. And, you know, I know a lot of people, well, healing passed away. You know, well, maybe passed away for them, but not for me and not for you. I, it was like, so I risked a little bit. I laid my something down on the line. But did I risk? No, I didn't risk a thing. I just moved out there, uh, encouraged by the Lord and, and uh, ministered life to this person and saw a major, major, nearly a miraculous healing, just to, just to tell you the truth. 
So, you know, the questions that, that you should be dealing with today, uh, with all the things that are out there, I mean, we've been locked up, you know, which is crazy, and I know that everything is pretty wild on, on the news of social media, and it should be. There's a place for you. God wants your strength. He wants your, His strength working through you. Uh, you know, it's just something that, uh, you know, somehow people uh, that don't know the Lord, they, they well, in fact, there's a good scripture here uh, that, uh, that's pretty good in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 17, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Uh, verse 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. How's that fit today? How does that fit? Makes you want to step into it, that step into that empowerment, because that's everything I read about here, everything I see, like this morning, just going over scriptures, and there's so many more I could have used. It all had to do with the empowerment of the believer. So there's an empowerment waiting for you. Uh, what, what do you do with it? Well, you, you, you step into it. You open up to it. You know, it's kind of like going back to, to our situation. No, I, I didn't know what to do after I began to realize that there was a place. I remember going in and counseling with that pastor. I mean, I had to reach out to some kind of leadership. Uh, it was several months before the Lord would even allow me to talk to him. And, and so I went in, and, and we were talking and uh, talking about evangelism. He said, well, you know, Gary, he said, you know, you don't realize that, that everything's... Uh, preordained, you know, if you're supposed to get saved, you will get saved. And, you know, it's kind of like saying, well, if you're supposed to die next Tuesday at 3 p.m., then that's when you're going to die. You know, people say, well, my timing. Hey, you set, you set your own timing. But this guy said to him, I said, well, how come uh, I'm out there, uh, you know, sharing the gospel with people, and I've got these tracks in my pocket, and so on. Well, it won't hurt anything, Gary, but, you know, just so you know, everything's predestined. Well, you know what? It wasn't too long till. uh I'll tell this story. It wasn't too long till I walked in the side door of that church one afternoon. Nobody was around. And I walked into there. Here I am, a young believer. But I'm disgusted. I'm fed up because I know he lied to me. I walked in there and I said, God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to take this pastor away and bring us a pastor after your heart. Now, testimony time. Probably two weeks later, we go to church. This man gets up in the pulpit. He says, you know, I didn't think I'd ever, ever say this, but we have accepted another position and we're leaving this church. And I was stunned because here I am, a, a young believer, don't know a whole lot, just disgusted that I was, had run into this, whatever this religiosity was, whatever it was, it wasn't the truth. And, and my prayers did something. Now think about yourself. Think about yourself, how much power is operating in you that's just sitting there idling. <laughs> you know, that airplane's got to come out of the hangar. It's got to come out of the hangar. You know, it has to go. And I know, uh, you know, we're involved and families involved with breeding up some really high-powered horses. They aren't worth a hoot if you don't use them. They're nothing is, and you aren't worth a hoot to the Lord if you don't do something. <laughs> for him. But anyway, those are some things I, I hope I've, uh, 
express something there that will maybe uh, get you thinking because there's so much that needs to be done. There's so many people. There's so many things we need to reach out in so many areas. But I also believe God has in mind a tremendous outpouring of his Holy Spirit, a tremendous harvest. You know what? I want to look at that and say, look, I want to be in it. I want to be involved. I don't want this to pass me by. I don't know how you look at that thing, but, but I want you to think about it. But here's, here's another thing that, that kind of agonizes me a little bit. And I'm just talking today because I'm hoping that I'll plant something in you. You know, we're, we're in ranching country. We know a lot of people. And some of these funerals we go to, there are three, 400 people or maybe even more because people know each other for a long ways. And, and going into some of these uh, uh, churches and looking around at all these people that are together to honor that, that person and the family. And I look around and I know there's people that have no idea who the Lord is. And yet, the minister will get up there and read something out of a book and then say, well, you know, we're all saved, we're all going to see him again, because we're all going to heaven, and I'm thinking, you know what, there's going to be people walking out of here today that have no idea how to get to heaven, they have no idea what she just said, uh, and they don't even really believe it, because I found out one thing, if, if you talk to people and you say, if you died today, uh, would you be going to heaven, and if they say, yes, I am, I know they know the Lord, if they say, well, I don't know, I just can't, I don't know, I, I, uh, I hope so. Well, uh, let's, let's, let's get beyond the hope. Let's make Jesus the Lord of our life and let's begin to reach out to people. Not assume everybody knows what you know if, you're, if you know the Lord and you're born again and walking with the Holy Spirit and, and in the Word all the time. I don't assume that everybody else knows what you do. Uh, you know, just, just assume that, that God wants to use you in their life, even if it's just to encourage them. So anyway, uh, you know, uh, again, I, I like to do this, but you can go to the Bible in Romans chapter 10, in the verses 9 and 10, and, and take it seriously. And the thing is, if this isn't you, but you don't know how to approach your friend, you need to do this. This is harvest time. This isn't game time. This is harvest time. And in verse chapter Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, and I'll just read it right here. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And by, that, by the way, that word saved means a lot more than just going to heaven. It means uh, delivered. It really means stepping into the plan of the Holy Ghost too, uh, to work with you. But then in verse 10, For with the heart one believes to righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you see, that's Scripture, Romans 10, 90, 10. Write it down. And if you've not done that, do it. You know, a lot of people uh, just need that little nudge. They just need to know how to get there. Oftentimes, uh, when I run into people and there's just something about it, I'll just know they need some encouragement to uh, get into the gospel. Uh, 
Pretty simple. Give me your hand. Repeat after me. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not big on telling everybody that, that, that they're awful sinners and have to go. Of course we have sin. But you know what? You get the Holy Ghost in your life. And uh, one of the things that Jesus said is the Holy Ghost is there to help you. And he'll convict you of those kind of things. You know, you get born again. Uh, hey, don't get browbeat over things. But if there's some things in your life need cleaned out, uh, just here, here's how it works for me uh, going along. And I didn't know everything. I was, you know, I probably still cussed a little bit after I got saved for a few days. I, I think I, I, in fact, I did. You know, I didn't think about, well, I have to clean my mouth. But, you know, my wife, uh, she's been a great, great uh, partner and helper and friend and everything. He says, well, Gary, you know, now that you're a Christian, do you think you should cuss anymore? And I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I did. Well, so she helped me out, got me through that. And there's other things, you know, you go along and, and start something wells up in your heart that maybe you shouldn't be, you know, how to make a, make a move. But you know, uh, that's not such a big deal. Just get rid of it. Just ask God. And that's first, that's first John 1, 9, by the way, and you can look, look it up. But if you sin, uh, uh, you have an advocate there about that, and, and you know, rather than just say it, why don't I read it out loud, even though I know this scripture is like the back of my hand. But, um, but in there, 1 John 1, 9 says, um, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, actually, let me tell you the truth about that scripture. That basically is talking to Christians that are already born again. You see, you, you get born again, you're out there and say, well, I really messed up. I wonder if God can still love me. Well, there's your answer. No. Hey, just lay it down in front of him and say, look, uh, Lord, I, I, I did this. I admit it. Now, I'm going to ask you to forgive me for that. And, and it said just like that, he'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. What does that mean? It means you're free. You're free like you'd never sinned because that's how God looks at you. He looks at you as a clean, white, righteous person. And you know what will work then? You're all your faith. Your faith will keep working for you. And, and so uh, those are some things today that I wanted to share. I, I hope that this message has gotten where I want it to go. Uh, I, I really believe it will. But, but you know, uh, I just want you to be encouraged. Don't let your gifts, don't take your gifts to the grave. You know, it's, it, it, getting into the plan of God is way more than just having, you know, a lot of people, you know, if you're, uh, you know, like my father, 100, 100 years old, uh, you know, heaven's a big, uh, that's the next stop for people like him but you know the people like me and a lot younger hey heaven's a good place to have i want to be there and when it's time to go i want to be there uh when i'm ready and god's ready uh but at the same time these gifts need to go to work you need to love your fellow man you need to love people uh you need to do a lot of different things so i believe that i've shared a lot of stuff today and i'm just going to ask the lord to bless this word to you i'm going to ask this lord to give Put fire in your very, very innermost being. If you've made the Jesus your Lord this today, then praise God for it. I will tell you, heaven rejoices at every person. Every person that comes into the kingdom, heaven rejoices. The angels, I, I, it's just amazing what, what they do when people uh, enter in with the Lord and, and come off the dark field and into the light. So in Jesus' name. So if you're already born again, not knowing what to do about it, maybe you've been there many years, well, let the fire of God move in you right now. Take, take this word to heart and just realize God has such a major thing for you, and now's the time to step into it. You step into it. 
uh, he'll take you more than halfway. He'll meet you way more than halfway and take you where he wants you to go. So God bless you. Have a blessed day today. And uh, keep looking up, looking out, and start just get a picture of where you could be right now because those three things to deal with are where am I now, where have I been, and where do I want to go. Well, God's desire will go in your heart, and he'll take you there. So God bless you. Love you. Have a blessed day today. And be sure and encourage them. Do something nice for someone today in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God.